uh, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm uh, Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. This is a podcast where, you know, we, we watch movies. You could probably guess that. We have butts. Um, we basically pick a topic. We do a bunch of math. That math includes aggregating Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, Metacritic, the box office, the budget, user scores, audience scores, whatever you think. Uh, we pop it in this spreadsheet and we do some averaging out and then there's a clear best and worst of the topic. Um, what was our topic and what two, what two films did we watch this week, Dan? Uh, so I chose the first 10 films of Paul Verhoeven and uh, we watched Spetters and Robocop. Yep. So um, I had a bit of a problem with the math uh, this week. Um, it turned out that for his first four films, uh, there wasn't enough critical or box office budget information to really get a proper reading on them. So what I ended up having to do was look, what I did was I tried to do something a bit different and I looked at two movie, I tried to find the, the movie that had the best impact on his career and the worst impact on his career. Now, uh, Robocop is his second American movie, but it is the one that broke through for him in America. It uh, made a, a bunch of money compared to its budget. Um, it got him a three movie deal from it as well. So he got to make three more movies off the back of this one film. It's a cult classic. Everyone loves and knows Robocop. With Spetters, that movie was so fucking vilified in the Netherlands that it is the reason that he left um, the Netherlands. So kind of looking at it, one of the movies made him run away from his fucking country because of how hated it was. And the other one was the warm embrace of a new industry. Uh, what do you think of that reasoning for the best and worst, Dane? Are you okay yeah. with that? Do I get your seal of approval? Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty pretty creative way to look at it. Yeah, it's like, again, I, I usually would prefer to have it be math-based, but um, I'd really be stabbing in the dark with this one for the worst. You know, mm -hmm. the best was kind of easy um, simply because uh, Rotten Tomatoes, specifically audience and critic response, was overwhelmingly high compared to other ones. Um Medi well, I completely forgot that he was uh, Dutch. <laughs> is he Dutch? Well, that's uh, Dutch is from the Netherlands, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I had no idea that he had like seven movies made made in the Netherlands before Hollywood. I thought we were going to be watching like R RoboCop up to showgirls oh right okay yeah, yeah no that he had a whole whole career and he had a lot of ups and downs in that time um yeah like one of his movies i think it was called um the the fourth man i think or something orange i think a soldier of orange <laughs> um spielberg was so impressed by that film that he was going to convince george lucas to let Paul Verhoeven direct uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and then Spetters came out. <laughs> and then he saw Spetters. <laughs> yeah. And realized, uh, no, we can't work with this guy. Yeah, um, it, made, it made Spielberg uh, 
a bit weird. It yeah. Didn't feel funny, I think. I, I yeah, Spielberg is afraid of sex. Like he has yep. one sex scene in one of his movies and it's really awkward. <laughs> like he's scared of that shit, which is fair. He's like uh, his whole thing is that he's like a big 12-year-old boy that got to make movies. That's his whole image. And he like yeah. lives off that fucking image. So, of course he's afraid of like fucking gang rape scenes, you know what I mean? Um with uh, I just want to talk a bit more about the math simply just to justify the fact that I had to do this weird thing. So, IMDb most of his movies have a surprisingly average score. I thought RoboCop would ha- be higher than 7.7 um, simply because it is a fan favorite. You know, a lot of people love this fucking film. Um, yeah. But yeah, none, none of his other films got higher than that. And a lot of them are actually lower. And Metacritic, so like diehard critics, despise this guy. Right. You're, like he like, hasn't had a like he he barely has any solid Metacritic scores. They're always really low. Yeah, I understand that. So you know, I guess I guess he is the antithesis of high art. He's a re- oh, you know what? But like I, I mean, we can get into it. But he, I th- I think he's he's a hard guy to figure out. He is. We, we, we should get he's... into it in a minute because yeah. I think we're jumping the gun because people, I have a feeling not many people have seen fucking spetters. So <laughs> no. um, just for, uh, you know, the sake of it, do you mind giving us a plot description of both yep. uh, Robocop and spetters? Yeah. So spetters is um, set in a small uh, farming slash working class um, Dutch town, um, and it follows um, four to five characters. There's there's five characters that really stand out as potentially mains. There's three men and two women. Um, the three men, um, they're all young, and they're they're all young, and they all want to get out of their you know d- dead end town, um, and move on to something else. Um. They, it's like dreams of being rich and shit. And, and the, the three guys are into dirt bike racing and that's going to be their ticket out of there. And then, um, one of the women is, um, you know, really wants to get out, but her way of getting out is to find a man with, uh, money or potential to make money and, and, and ride his coattails out of there. And, and then I think the other woman who isn't in it as much, but plays a crucial role—the Christian girl. Yeah, she's a um, Christian who actually I couldn't tell if if she wanted to leave as well or she was wanted to stay in. The, I think she the wanted town. to find purpose. Yeah, more than leave. So like, if that meant leaving, it meant leaving. But I think it was a bit more abstract in her case. Yeah, so that's basically what it's about, and it just follows those those characters, and you know, you get to know them. Basically, it's it's kind of like a weird coming of age story, sort of. We'll get into it, but uh, RoboCop is about a man who gets fucked up by these gang. He's a guys. police officer. Yeah, he's a cop, and then and then after he dies. The, the corporation is like the big fucking badass corporation. Um, they turn him into a robot 
and he becomes Robocop. Um, and he gets his memory wiped. And then it's about this guy, Murphy, who is now Robocop, slowly starts getting his memory back. And it's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And he's going to get revenge for his own murder. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a revenge flick, right? Yeah, it's a revenge flick. There's a lot more going on, but it's 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 kind of on the surface a basic revenge movie. Yeah, it's also I think it's worth mentioning that it's kind of meant to be a satire on, I guess, police and just American meat and the American media. I guess. Yeah, it's it's satire on. Uh, America, corporate America, corporate America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we go too far into details about this, I have a confession to make. Mm. Robocop is one of those movies that I at parties have pretend that I've seen. (laughs) Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, of course I've seen Robocop. And then no one ever questions it because I don't know. I don't think a lot of people tend to try and have deep conversations about the idiosyncrasies and nuances of Robocop. So, Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Robocop, the, the robot cop. I yeah. Know. The guy, he shoots people and he's yeah, cool and he's a robot. So I actually got away successfully for years, not seeing this film. Right. I can tell you, it didn't interest me. Right. I've seen a, like a bunch of Paul Verhoeven's movies before this uh-huh. and they interested me far more. For some reason, I had in my head that this film was going to be a lot more. It's pretty stupid. dumb. Okay, it's it, pretty dumb. The yeah, movie is pretty dumb. Self-aware, self-aware, yes. stupid. Yes. So it was a. F- it was far more self-aware, stupid than I originally thought it was going to be, and I Whoa. had a lot of fun with. It. And I should have known that because it's made by the guy that made Starship Troopers. And that film is, I've seen that film a bunch of times, and that movie is very aware of how. Yeah, even it's aware more of what so. it's doing. Um, yeah, I watched this with um, my miso, and uh, she hadn't seen it either, really enjoyed it. And I think the reason that she had never watched it and wasn't actually keen to sit down and watch it is because the movie is called Robocop. Is yeah. obviously incredibly stupid. You have to. It's so it's so popular now that I think you have to really take a second, and and you know and think about it. It's called RoboCop. I know. Like, it's <laughs> it sounds like uh, like it should be like a like a B movie. Like it it belongs in the same. It is a B movie though. Yeah. Right. But it's 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 a it's aware of what it is. And it's it's elevated so far above what it deserves to be. And yep. I think that that's pretty much completely due to Paul Verhoeven's directing. Yeah. And him 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 being able to take this material and turn it into what it is, which is kind of a, a, like a really strange uh basket of like it's it's got it does have it does have heart but it, it the movie makes fun of itself it makes fun of corporate america it like and then everything that that in, in entails but he doesn't just take the piss completely i do i do really feel for murphy 
throughout sections of it. Yeah. Like when he's, when he's walking through his house, like he, he starts to remember his family. And then, so he goes to that house and then he, he, you know, he has all these memories of living there and his family, but now the house is empty and you just, you know, I felt really bad for the guy. That's a, that's a, it's an emotional scene. Yeah. He's uh, so like, you've seen this movie a few times, right? Yeah. What do you, what are your general feelings of Robocop? Like, do you really like it or do you love it? Is it one of your favorites? Nah, it's not. I, so I've, I saw it when I was a kid, um, and I didn't like it. And I saw it when I was a kid because it's called Robocop. So it sounds cool. Um, and I didn't like it. And I watched it again when I was a teenager and I thought it was okay. And then I watched it when I was like 21 or something. This is like nine years ago. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I get it. Satire. This movie's actually smart. <laughs> uh, and then I watched it again uh, the other day. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. But, you know, I agree with you. I would I would much rather watch... Um, uh, Starship the, Troopers? Starship Troopers. Um, the one with Schwarzenegger. Total I, Recall. I, Total Recall. I just kept thinking True Lies. Um, no, that's yeah, a James not, Cameron movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but it's it's way better than it deserves to be. And it's an enjoyable film. But there's just there's just things that I can't get past, and I understand it's I understand it's being self aware, but I just was not super invested in it. Because yeah. like even though there's sections where I'm like, oh, damn, poor Murphy, I still don't give a fuck about him, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about anyone, but I understand that I'm not really supposed to. The movie yep. is the movie's incredibly cynical and it's a big joke. And so therefore it's a fun watch. But it's mm. not a fucking masterpiece, you know. No. I so I again I, I, I hadn't seen this for the same reason your partner, but I think it just shows what kind of kids we were, me and you, and how different we were. I saw Robocop and I was like, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need to see that movie. No, I, thank you. I will be watching Schindler's List again. No, I don't know what I was watching, but it wasn't RoboCop. It was, I did watch Terminator and shit like that. I fucking love those films, but I don't know. Bro, it just sounds lame. Well, I think RoboCop is why I watched... I mean, uh, Terminator is why I watched RoboCop. And in right. fact, it's probably why this movie was fucking made. Right. Well, was, you know, there's a studio like, we got to cash in on terminator somehow we got a script called robocop yeah so after watching um uh robocop i decided to kind of go on a bit of a paul verhoeven binge you know we're we're in lockdown at the moment i don't have a job (laughs) so i had a bit of extra time to watch a few extra movies for this podcast and it was because something about robocop fascinated me and it's it's not that I thought the movie was genius at all. I don't think this movie is anywhere near perfect. If anything, this is the kind of movie that I, I'm happy to never see again. 
but there was something about his style and his approach to story that fascinated me. So I ended up watching six of his fucking films, including the other one, Spetters. And the decision I've come to, right, is that he walks a very dangerous tightrope when it comes to satire. A very dangerous fucking tightrope. And that's why a lot of people don't, understand his movie and i'm not saying oh man you don't understand it you don't get it no it's i think he's made it on purpose like that that yeah he's he's deliberately vague in his satire it's not like he's um it's not like he's bad at it he's great at it no 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 he's amazing at it and and i think he knows exactly what he's doing and and it means that his films can even from scene to fucking scene, which with Spetters is a good example of it, can fall into being very serious mm. in a bad way or being satirical. Yeah. And it and it kind of and it's dangerous and it's really dangerous. A lot of people thought Starship Troopers was a pro-fascist film. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's not it's the opposite of that. It's an indictment it's so, on fascism. Yeah. But his style of satire is is walking that fucking tightrope. Now, the problem with that is he's got that down so fucking well mm. that um I think he uses it as an excuse for bad storytelling at times. Okay. So I think there are moments that he thinks he can get away with mm-hmm. because he's making a satire. But because yeah. the satire that he's making is is very fine and is very it's it's oh it's so weird he's a paradox but it's so dangerously close to being uh what it's making fun of Mm. that sometimes he does these things that he thinks are excusable but aren't yeah i think you can make that i think you can make that argument um but i don't think you can prove it you know what do you mean well, because I think you could just as easily say, uh, first of all, my opinion is that that's true, where I think he'll like accidentally do something shit, but hey, that can just be excused as satire. Yeah. Um, but I think <clears throat> because of the nature of his films, um, when something when something is bad, you can easily say, oh, that's satire. That's on purpose. Oh, no, no, no. He's doing a parody of bad films there. Uh... He might be doing something like that somewhere else, and then he's just accidentally being poor in another spot, but because he walks that fine line, you can't really differentiate the two and prove that that's the case. It just always comes down to... Uh, it's, I guess it's probably all satire, but it's not those. It's, it's, yeah. Sometimes it's not. He knows, he knows how to, um, he knows how to elicit emotion. Yep. Like from the audience through the story. He knows how a story is told. He just doesn't tell them in the traditional way. There are parts of his films that are so terrible that I, it just has to be him making fun of something. Like him making fun of just like fucking bad movies. 
Right. That's how I felt throughout a lot of spetters. Yep. That I've 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 arrived this is my conclusion of spetters, by the way. Uh it's him making fun of Greece. That's interesting. Yeah. It's because it's like I was getting. I'm like, oh wow, this is Paul Verhoeven makes like a teen comedy, mm. but it's not a comedy for the most part, and it's mm. really unashamedly vulgar. Yeah, I just thought, which is um, more in tune with what teenagers mm. actually are. Like yeah, Greece exactly. teenagers are like 35. They're all these 35 year old people dancing mm. around. We're like, however ridiculous a lot of spetters is mm. i actually do for the most part there are some unexcusable things that really made me upset with this film which mm. i guess I, I don't know it was maybe it was his point it made me feel something but yeah were uh, like unexcusably bad but i can tell you that i believe these characters a lot of these characters i can actually i thought were quite well done yeah you know they are i think they i think they are and you know it, it reminded me of um Robert Altman at points, yeah, um, was similar to his characters, which um, felt a similar thing, but not exactly the same. This is just Verhoeven's version of it, um, which is they felt like um, like recreations of, because it's you know it's literally what they are, but it's, it kind of felt like uh, very close recreations of real people that it's like that's how real people act that's how they sound but there's something slightly off about them it's like a just like a slight parody of of teenagers <clears throat> and um just in like the their language and i don't know it might be a a a, a foreign translation thing or it might be like an era thing but just like dialogue when they're going to pick up these women so that they can go to some abandoned warehouse and fuck them. That was my favorite scene, by the way. I really yeah. liked that. And then they, um, then they're, they're just like, yeah, we're going to nail these chicks. And then, you know, after they've pretended to have sex and then they they run around pumping their fists together and going, hell yeah, we nailed them. It was like that sounded to me like him making fun of uh, macho speech. Right. You know what I mean? And and they, they sometimes sound like that. And then other times they sound very genuine and their, their little stories are, are heartbreaking. But then in typical Verhoeven fashion, you're constantly pulled in and out of the story by something real happens and you're like, you start to feel for these characters and then something insane and ludicrous happens. And you're just like, what am, what am I watching? Yeah. The, it's, it's like the, the thing is like, I think I can give, uh, uh, like, I think I can give more credit to uh Robocop for this, but I had a very similar thing to Spetters, um, with Spetters as well, but in Robocop, right. Um, did you find the first 20 minutes or so before he becomes RoboCop quite grounded? Compared to the rest of it, yeah. But I mean, like, it's still... 
like feels like a B movie. Sure. Like, you I, know, like so the, I, the I, bad guys, the bad guys are just are like, ha we got the money. <laughs> We're going to kill people. Yeah. Um, it, it, to me, I think it might've just been on Peter Weller and Nancy Allen, but mm. it felt the, like I, I texted you while we were, I was watching it and I asked you, is this set in modern times? And you mm-hmm. said, I don't know. I have a feeling you probably hadn't watched it recently. Like, I, I don't think you'd watched it when I sent that to you, but for the, for the opening, it felt kind of gritty and it felt kind of like, he was taking it quite seriously. And even yeah. even with the news report, so it starts with a news report and that first news report seems quite real. Like it was done in, in a very realistic way. And then we're introduced to this character and it begins as this quite run of the mill. I don't mean that in a bad way, but a conventional action movie sort of thing. Yeah. And then he becomes, and then he dies, right? He gets, well, not dies. He almost dies and then is saved from the brink of death. And then when he becomes Robocop, the movie changes completely. And yeah, well, it I becomes mean, ridiculous. And in a fun way, you know, like I, yeah. like I was kind of a bit down on it to begin with. And then, and then like the moment where I lost my shit was when he saves the woman from a rape. And then mm. he's like, I will call rape services to help you with counseling. And then it's, and then I'm like, oh, okay, this is where this film is going. But I think the the fact that he has that knowledge and the ability to take something that, that he's able to pull off that tonal shift. Yeah. Means that he, he can't be at complete hack, you know? And that's the, that's the biggest credit I can give to him. But with these two particular movies is that they do both do that shift. I don't know if you felt it with Spedders, but it did feel a lot more uh, loosey-goosey teen comedy to begin with. And then by the end of it, there were still those elements, obviously, but it became far more a drama. Right. And I think um, the reason that is, is because the performances don't change. Right. Um and uh, it's like, I think that Verhoeven is similar to Altman in this way, in like, in terms of how he's doing satire, which is to take a ludicrous situation and tell everyone to play it as straight as possible. Right. Because the only reason that Robocop becomes more ridiculous as it goes on is because the situation becomes completely absurd. Yeah. But... Um, who's the main guy? Paul Weller? Yeah, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah, Peter Weller's performance doesn't change. I mean, right to the very last frame, when he sh- he shoots the shoots the 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 bad guy, and then he's like the the then the boss of the corporation is like, "What's your name, kid?" And he's like, "Murphy." And then just does this big grin, and that then it just ends. It's it's so fucking ludicrous, but he's not playing that for laughs. No, he's, that's he's he's playing I think he, that. I think seriously. he did a really good job, Peter Weller, in that. Like, I know a lot of it's like he's under the mask, and you can barely tell who. Like, you could if you're looking at him in the mask, you could you couldn't tell who it was. No, but I think him caring enough about it helped with the film. 
No, yeah, again, and it's like ev- everyone who who has a character, they take their character seriously and they give it their all. They give, like, everyone gives really good performances, and it's the same with Spedders as well. And I, that's I'll one argue of the things that they that- don't always give great, good performances, but you can see that they're trying, and as a result, it makes you care. I can't say for the life of me because of the script a lot of the time and, and the filmmaking that, that, that all the characters are really good. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, but, but there, there is a level of, I don't know if it's his direction or if it's his casting, but everyone's really trying. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, every actor has a character and yep. every actor is committed to their character and to their performance. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone deserves an Oscar, but it's just like, it's so, it's, it's so fucking ludicrous and their character, like that, cause their characters are bullshit. I mean, like, you know, that's, that's how you can tell he's a very talented director because he can, he can make actors play this shit seriously and, yep. and, com- and commit to a role, um, which is what, which is what makes it work. But like this movie's stupid it's so it's one of the dumbest films ever made no robocop robocop yeah and spedders is ridiculous too that's i think spedders is a dark comedy but there's not any real jokes in the movie the joke is that and this is why i think it's him making fun of greece the joke is just on how those films are typically supposed to go. Yep. And, and this I, just doesn't do that at all. Yeah. It's like, I think he saw Greece and he's like, oh, okay, well, here's my version of that where everything is just fucked. It's like, instead of this little, you know, cutesy romance between these high schoolers, um, they're all just constantly vulgar about their, about their sexuality and, and there's no love involved at all. It's just about, you know, for the guys, it's just about nailing chicks, you know. And the only reason they really want to nail chicks is to impress the guys. And the only reason that this woman wants to have sex with any of them is because she wants to um, she wants to elevate herself out of her position in life. But what's funny about her specifically and her agenda is she doesn't hide that at all. She mm. pretty much just tells them, yeah. like, I want money, I want security. And she, I think she says it to all three of them, which is insane. Yeah, and then they, they all compete with that. And I mean, there's, there's points in, in it where, um, like, uh, there's t- two of the guys are in the back of her food van where she works. And, um, you know, one of them is saying... I'm going to be the next uh, bike champion. And she's like, oh, why don't you come back into my van? And then he goes back there and his other friend who looks like John Travolta is already there. And then she's like, oh, that's impressive. And then the John Travolta character pulls out a big stack of money that he stole from uh robbing gay guys and then waves it around 
and then and then she just starts rubbing the money on her face and then that's the cue for this guy to be like oh damn i like i lost and it's so fucking absurd that again it's one of those things where i'm like this is a bad movie you know what i mean yeah but it's done with is it just like is it a lack of self-awareness but also like technique and like like proficiency in filmmaking those two together that results in his movies i don't no, know i think he's i think he's insanely self-aware i think he finds that scene funny funny yeah okay like that's really funny like i could just imagine him like being like and then he comes and then and then what if he just starts rubbing the money in her face and she loves it do you know what I mean that's a sick sense of humor? But I think that he has a sick sense of humor, and that's funny to him. I I, I think it's quite clear that he has a fucking sick sense of humor. Um, with both of the films specifically, things that shouldn't be funny, you know, either look like they're trying to be or are very funny. Yeah. Um, were you at all taken back by the the visceralness of sex in this film? Um, no, not at first because, um, it's, you know, it's just like, first thing is just like, there's, there's breasts and it's like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's European. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's some dicks and it's like, oh, oh yeah. Right. But then there's some like dick sucking. Yeah. But yeah. But then it's like guys like, uh, you know, the three guys gathered around and they're like, tugging on their dicks like they're jacking themselves off to try to make their their dicks bigger and then there's like a scene with like actual dick sucking like like full on the dick in a mouth being sucked on screen and that's when i was like oh okay he's like even for (laughs) some you know european shit it's like okay he's really trying to provoke uh, provoke here and then <laughs> and then the rape scene i was like whoa okay <laughs> fucking hell that was like that was like a fucking wrecking ball coming through my living room i was so shocked is paul verhoeven just an edgelord yeah definitely i think so he's just a fucking troll <laughs> Yeah. And it's in, and it's and it and I think it works. Like I think it really riles people up. Like if you make two movies that I objectively don't think are good movies, no offense to RoboCop, I don't like it that much. I'd mm. probably watch Spetters again simply because it's so fascinating before I'd watch RoboCop again. But like he makes me want to he, I can't stop thinking about them because of how, like, just just the sheer fucking nuts on this guy. Yeah, it's kind of um, probably a controversial opinion, but I do think Spetters is more interesting. Yep. Because RoboCop is, is, I know not everyone gets it, but of course not everyone gets it, but it's, it's clearly satire. Yeah. Spetters, it like 
it fucked with me because I, uh, when the movie ended, I was like, okay, I need to chill on this for like a day. Yeah. Because, um, he had me going for like most of the film where I was like, okay, this is like, um, him telling like a real, you know, this was his like, he wasn't doing satire. No, this is his coming of age story. No, but it is satire. Oh, it's so fucking satire that it was like a day later. I just kept thinking about it over and over. And I was like, oh man, I'm a fucking idiot. You got me. Like he tricked me. Yeah. Because at first I was just, I wasn't sure. And the only reason I was thinking that it has to be is because I knew it was him. Yeah. But it's played so straight. Um, and the, and, um, the, the subject matter is so dramatic that I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get the joke. And then I thought about it. And then it was, it was like two days later that, um, I was thinking back to like the year it came out, which was like a few years after Greece. Yeah. And one of the one of the guys just looks like John Travolta's character in Greece. He wears the leather jacket everywhere. He's got the same haircut. He even looks a bit like him in the face. And and he's gay. Yeah. And um, and the and the the main uh, female character um has there's there's a part where you see she's she's on her bed. Her wall is just covered in, Travolta. in pictures in pictures of John Travolta in Greece. I didn't fucking notice that until you just said it. Holy shit. Yeah, and then like the motorbike thing and it's like I think that that's his joke where it's like hey yeah, you know how in Greece like it's all about, you know, the car and the boys are working on the car and you know, John Travolta's the the main cool car guy, but then all his boys are backing him up like, yeah, you're going to go on a date with Sandy. That's cool. It's like, what if instead they're all competing to, to, to fuck this one woman? Like if all the guys in Greece were competing to fuck Sandy, but they didn't actually want to do anything except fuck her. And what if they were all gathered around in the garage, jacking themselves off, measuring their dicks? And then what if John Travolta halfway through the movie gets in an accident and he's crippled and he can't walk anymore. So then it's just him in a wheelchair for the rest of the movie until right at the end where he kills himself. That is hilarious. And I think that that's his whole shit reason for making this movie. It's such a I bad reason. Because I can't think of where this came from other than him being like, you know, what if it was, you know, Greece, but, you know, real teenagers and, um, and, 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 the, and, and the situation was um, incredibly visceral. Out. He wanted to. He wanted to actually have it more fucked up. Like I read the with the ending because uh, the 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 main guy who turns into you know the in the wheelchair uh, he wheels himself out onto the freeway and gets hit by a truck. And he Paul doesn't Bo just Oven, get hit by a truck. He like rides. He he like fucking like 
runs at the truck with his fucking wheelchair. Like he fucking yeah. he heads on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plays ch- plays chicken with a truck on the freeway. Uh, Paul Verhoeven apparently wanted there to be a, uh, a scene where that you see like this his parts all splayed over the truck and uh, people like pulling body parts out from under the wheels. Um, but everyone, the crew and everyone was objecting to that. So he decided not to do it. So he wanted to make it more fucked up, which was again, another thing that I was like, okay, he, yeah, he just wanted to make like, Oh, what if it's like a Hollywood, like typical coming of age drama? It starts, it very much starts like that. It's about guys and gals. Uh, but it's, completely fucked yeah because it's it's this movie like you said uh got him you know made him leave netherlands because it pissed everyone off it pissed off um christians and it pissed off homosexuals um, yeah yeah because it got criticism for its treatment of um homosexuals it got criticized for its treatment of christians and then every other group in between. Yeah, the police and the press, apparently. Yeah, and it's like he's deliberately trying to offend as many people hey, as possible. If if his goal was to do that, I think he succeeded. Yeah, it, it did. He won. He did. He made <laughs> the movie exactly the way he he wanted it, and he got the exact result that he wanted as well because... People fucking hated it. And I can understand why people would hate this film. There are aspects of this movie where I don't think my philosophy and his philosophy align and I get a bit mad. Mm. Um, I don't... I I, I think that the three leading men are done really well. Mm. Mm, I have a bit of an issue with the whole homosexual thing, but I don't like the women in this film. I I think they're done a bit sloppy. Um, mm. and you know, I, I meant they're meant to be the complete opposite of each other. One's just, I want money and I want to fuck to have money. And then the other one's completely altruistic about being selfless and shit. Yeah. And I think they needed more shades of gray that the boys had like one I... of the boys who plays the musical instrument. Um, he's, he's a bit of a sweetheart. You know what I mean? Well, he's dumb. Yeah. So he's like, oh, he is dumb, but he's also like, I guess stupidity can, you know, lead to innocence or something. But like, he doesn't seem to be the most fucked up one. No, definitely not. Um, uh, I just felt like the point of it was to mock the worst examples of those gender roles. So it's like, it's him being like, yeah this is how shit guys can be and this is how shit girls can no, be. No, 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 no. Because I don't I d- like those guys. I don't like those guys at I, all. I disagree. I disagree with you. I, I Actually, I know what you're saying, but the thing is that there, there are changes and there are developments within the male characters for good or bad. What? I mean, I guess technically. The, yeah, yeah. I, I, even if the, we talk most... on a complete, even if we talk about on a completely superficial level, someone's yeah. very successful and then they become depressed when they get when they become wheelchair bound. Someone is a homophobic wanker and realizes who he is and stands up to his dad. Those are two examples of change. 
Yeah, you but I, I mean? felt like he's yeah, but I felt like he's um like those character arcs are like parodies of arcs. Sure. Because that like, doesn't excuse having the realization. That, no, 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 of, no. That doesn't excuse the fact that the women get none of that at all. Uh no, the um the main woman has that right at the end because she doesn't want to leave town anymore. And she's like, oh, I'll buy this pub. Uh, I don't know. I think that's about as well, because I thought that, uh, <laughs> I thought that the fucking, the arcs in this were a joke. Oh, no, no, they, no, 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 the, no, no. But like, but, 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 but at least they had enough respect. At least he had enough respect to, even if it's sloppy and hacky, to give those characters that. Right. So does the dumb guy have that? Yeah, I think he does. What's um, his one? Well, I, let, let me think. Um, I think his is the same as the the woman's in that. Um, it's just him being like, "Yeah, I'm going to fuck. I'm going to." I don't know why I'm doing an accent. It's not done in an accent. <laughs> he's yeah, well, like, where the fuck are you getting the accent from? <laughs> he's like, "It's uh, just like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck and impress my boys. I'm gonna be the bike champion." Oh, everyone's making fun of me. And then the pub gets trashed. And then he's like, oh, we can buy this pub and be together. And she's like, yeah, that's okay. We can make money like that. And that's his whole story. The movie is mostly just him being uh, a, a ridiculed dumbass. Yeah. Uh, you, you're probably not wrong. And the, uh, <laughs> the arc of the two other guys who are like the, I think the, um, the most despicable characters is oh, uh, Eve. Eve is the most despicable one. Which one's Eve? The gay, the the gay bashing one. Yeah, because he goes around um, bashing gay guys and 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 robbing them. And he's incredibly homophobic until he gets uh, gang raped and suddenly realizes that he's gay, and then he's in a relationship. With the rapist. And that is... <laughs> that's, that's his You big, can't make that up. That's such a joke. And that's like... You know, and it, when I was watching it, that fucking upset me. Because I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. And I can't believe it. Like, Paul Verhoeven <laughs> is an expert he troll. He got me. Because I was like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Is Paul Verhoeven homophobic? And then it was like a day later that I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking stupid. It's, it's, the thing is like, it's dumb. And I hated it too when I saw it because, mm. um, it's just so tasteless, you know, yeah. there's absolutely no taste involved. And that's almost with the, that's with the entire film. There's mm. absolutely no taste, but because it's competently done, there's like the illusion of, at times, there's the illusion of like emotion. You know what I mean? Like there's there's feigning moments because it's so interestingly crafted that you might go, oh, and then you're like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. No, not yeah, this yeah. film. You know, like th there's moments with um the the one that becomes wheelchair bound where I did genuinely feel sorry for him, but then the movie would snap me back and I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. But then it was like in these yeah, you feel sorry for him being in the wheelchair. And then, then they the town gets together and they buy him an electric wheelchair, and he's he starts to like 
move around in a, a bit. And then he's like, huh, maybe I'll win a big race on this. And then they all kind of laugh. And, and then just leave. And then, right. But then it goes to this wide shot. And then it just shows him quietly zooming around on this wheelchair. And it is so fucking funny. <laughs> That it's 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 so dark, but it's hilarious. Okay. And I just I just think that that's the type of shit that's done on purpose, and that's what he's really good at is that he'll win you over by being so sincere and really playing at your emotions that you're like, oh, poor guy, and then cuts to this this ludicrous shot of of everyone quietly watching this this dude silently zooming around on his little wheelchair. <laughs> it's it's making fun of us for caring. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's rubbing it in. He's like he's like pulling the curtain away and being like, you fell for that, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And then proceeds to make you fall for it again. Yeah, I th- and I, I also think that that might be um, a thing with the, um, the, 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 the gay conversion rape scene, which is, it gives you something like really visceral. That's, that's hard to watch. Like, like there's, do you see them like pull his legs apart? And then this guy just doing this like gross spitting on his asshole. Yeah. And then they all just like, and then it doesn't cut at all. It's just like, they all just like take turns fucking him. And he's like, in pain and crying and then they then leave and then he's just there like sobbing and pulling his pants back up and then the dude comes back and he's like admit it you're gay and he's like no i'm not he's like admit it and then the next scene they're like lying on a bed together and cuddling and it's just like he's now like yeah i'm gay (laughs) <laughs> it's like so we're meant to go oh so i guess it was a good thing it he got made gang me raped? so angry <laughs> so- while i was watching the film <laughs> but so okay th- this is a this is a question that i have for you and i'm curious as to what other people think as well but from your experience of paul verhoeven this film and maybe other films do you think he goes too far he goes too far for me. Like I, I, you know, I respect the the hustle. Um, you know, I, you know, trolling is can be funny. Um, but he's he's you said it best. Like he's an edge lord. Yeah, and um, that's not my style. And he does go too far for me at points, but I don't think he's doing anything wrong. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm not like, oh, you know, that's not okay. Cancel Paul Verhoeven or whatever. Yeah. No. Um, it's it's not like um, you know, I'll watch uh, things like you know Michael Bay movie where it's like it's sexist and it's homophobic. Yeah. I'm like that. That's not okay. No. Um, but then Paul Verhoeven will do the same shit. And worse, um, but as a joke that he knows few people will get, 
Not yeah, not many, and and even the people that get it, I can guarantee you, fifty percent of whatever he's doing will go over their head at least the first viewing. Yeah, it's like I get a lot a lot of it where I'm like, you know, oh my god, how fucking stupid would you have to be to think Starship Troopers isn't satire? But a lot of people didn't know that it was, which is um, incredibly yeah. dumb. Yeah, but then I watched Spedders. And I was like... And he got you. Yeah, and I sounded like a fucking idiot. Because I was like, wait, are you, are you joking? I don't... And then... <laughs> I got fucking trolled. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, then you got to think about it and run it back through your head. And say some of the scenes out loud. Like, describing them out loud then just <laughs> confirms that it's, it's clearly a joke. Because, you know, like, even that rape scene, we were both... You know, we watched it separately, but we were both fucking shocked and horrified. Like, we were appalled. And then yeah. saying it, you know, repeating the scene out loud, I'm laughing and I'm like, oh my God, that is the stupidest scene. <laughs> it, it's so dumb. Like, he's being a an asshole troll. Yeah. There, there, were, there, there are moments watching this and a few of his other films where... You know, I'm getting played and I'm like, what? You think this is serious? And no, oh, no, of course you don't think this is serious. What the fuck am I thinking? I'm an idiot. And there were moments where I was wishing where he would be a little, again, it's it, he uh, less on that dangerous line because it's mm. that dangerous line that, that pulls the veil over your eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are times where I'm wishing uh, could, if he, could just not get off, off could if he could get off that fucking tightrope and fucking just make a satire that's palatable but yeah i thinking that the charm of his movies mm. would disappear if that was the case yeah <clears throat> and yeah. i wouldn't be thinking about them i wouldn't be getting engaged with them i wouldn't be getting frustrated and i wouldn't be feeling emotion if mm. the the satire in say some bits of RoboCop 2 were a bit less, you know, sneaky, you know. He smuggles it in. But in, instead of smuggling it in a serious movie, he smuggles it in a bad movie, which is just so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's so subtle with it that it fucks with you. But the thing is, is that um, he knows what he's doing. And I don't think he... Honestly, don't think he cares um, that everyone gets it. In fact, he's kind of like um, he has his tastes, yeah, and it's all just a big fun thing for him to do. And if you don't get it, you're not invited. No, he's not going to you know beat around the bush. Um, and I think he, you know, like any good troll. He's he's setting it up in a way that, you know, um, an idiot doesn't get that it's meant to be a joke, but then people who are in on the joke uh, get to laugh about that. Like, it's fucking hilarious yeah. that there are, there are so many people that don't get Starship Troopers is meant to be satire. Right. That's um, amazing. And, and looking at, like, he's, you know, like you said, he's Metacritic is fucked <laughs> oh. because of all the critics who 
who think that he's just like a, a hack. Yeah, like a Michael Bay. Like he's he's he's. He, I I think it's they probably compare him to. Who's that fucking loser that made like Godzilla? Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like a Roland Emmerich. That's a very guy. unfair comparison. No, but I don't think that. But I think that they think that. Yeah. Um, I I do agree that I think he does go a bit too far with it. Mm. I watched um six movies. I watched Turkish Delight, one of his earlier films, which I recommend you watch. It's actually. It's got satire in it, but it's like actually like a, a really nice little love story. Um, mm. I watched Flesh and Blood, which is his medieval movie. I watched uh, Spetters, um, Robocop, Total Recall, and Basic Instinct. And of all those movies, he uses rape in five of them. Yeah. Like, he goes to that same really shock well... Even to this day, his latest yep. movie called L is a rape comedy, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> it's 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 a bit much. Yeah. And um, most of the time, it's his main characters doing the raping, which is insane. Who the fuck, like, thinks people are going to be able to relate to their main characters raping people. What is I mean it's that? I mean it's kind of like um you know I don't th- I think he I I think he um like any good director he he's making his movies to his own tastes. Sure. And it's kind of like he is looking for people who have the same sensibilities as him. Um, yeah, but what's that saying? Huh? Like, what's what do you mean? Like, sorry, we're just talking about his protagonists being rapists. Yeah, and then you're talking about finding an audience. Well, that I have think the he same uses sensibilities. I think he uses rape so much because it's emotionally exploitive. Yeah, like he knows that that is going to elicit a reaction out of people yeah so it's an easy one to fall back on yeah you know um and that's pretty much all there is to it and you know maybe like he's a fucking edgelord maybe he thinks it's funny you know right so be like hey rape jokes are funny right i mean i actually um want to watch more of his films now because i hadn't it's seen only a handful and I've never watched an interview with him or anything. I always got that. He was like, um, you know, he was like a master of satire and shit, but like, I was surprised that I got got by spetters. Cause I didn't think that honestly, that all his films were going to be like that. His, um, the, a movie that I hated when I was younger because I didn't get it or maybe because I wasn't old enough was basic instinct. You know, the Michael mm-hmm. Douglas, Sharon Stone one. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was hilarious this time around. It's like r- gratuitously sexual, you know, those fucking sex thrillers from the 80s. It was just one mm-hmm. of those. Yeah. But it was just so over the top how villainously lesbian this chick is mm-hmm. and how like it's... T- and it was, it was really funny. And I think... 
from watching his other movies, I then was able to kind of, I developed a palette for it. Yep. You know, um, the, for me, his, um, odd film out is total recall that film. Um, I guess it doesn't have some of the same tropes. I think uh, could, could that film have been a studio project? Like it's an Arnie film. I don't know. I haven't uh, watched it in a long time. So it's it's based on a, a short story by one of my favorite authors. It's got Arnie in it. Yes. I'm thinking it could have been a studio project, which, mm-hmm. if anything, is the exception that proves the rule. You know, like when he like he he is able to consciously make a movie that's just a straightforward action film. You know. Right. Well, I mean. Total Recall, as far as I can remember, um, already has uh, all of the uh, social critiques that he enjoys making over and over again written into it. Yes. So there's no need for him to, you know, do anything else. No, it's, it's pretty down the line, just the story. There's none of these... Again, there's moments of his like hyper violence. You know, he loves using violence as as much as he loves using rape. I can't believe I just said that fucking sentence. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I think he just rides on the coattails of that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's his. Oh, I don't know. Because he he probably likes Total Recall. But there's no way because he you know, but there's no way he likes RoboCop. I mean, not that he's he, he doesn't like the movie that he made, but in terms of what a film like RoboCop is supposed to be, right? He clearly despises movies like that. But I think a story like Total Recall is right up his alley. It's sophisticated, and it's um it's critical of the same things that he's critical of. Right. So that's why he doesn't need to fuck around with it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a But movie... then like a movie like Starship Troopers, which the book Starship Troopers takes itself seriously. Right. He, he adapts that novel into an absolute parody of itself because he disagrees with it entirely. Interesting. Do you think he thought that the book was fascist? Starship Troopers? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So he's like, I'll take this fascist book and I'll make yeah. a movie which makes them look like fucking idiots. And he can get, he could get away with that in Hollywood. Well, that um, movie- because another th- another thing that I respect uh, about him is that he doesn't seem to give a shit that like what elevated him through Hollywood was the success uh, of his films, like being watched by people who didn't get the joke, like yeah. RoboCop wasn't so successful, wasn't a, a minor box office hit because um, everyone thought it was just so fucking clever with its with its takedown of corporate America. No, that film was reevaluated. People it's, have only realized that it's a satirical genius later on. No, yeah, but at the time, they were like, dude, you got to go see Robocop. It's sick. He's like a robot cop. He shoots and- a rapist in the dick. Yeah, and he's got this sick gun that's like a machine gun, but it's a pistol. And he goes, dead or alive, you're coming with me. It's like Terminator, but cooler. So what you're saying is he beastie boysed himself. He made a movie making fun of it, and then it became 
a part of the zeitgeist for that culture. Yeah, but he never seems to, like, uh, like again, I haven't seen interviews with him, but, it, like, I don't, it doesn't seem like he fucking gave a shit. It's just, like, the movie's made money, cool, well, I get to make another one. There's n- n- he's not coming out being like, no, don't you get it? This is what I meant. He's just like, okay. Oh, you mean, like, your mate, what's his name? The fucking Donnie Darko dude. <laughs> Philip K. Shit. Fuck that guy. Like to call him. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? The fucking Donnie Darko guy. Um, Your mate. I can't. I can't remember his name now. Uh, well, a name probably worth forgetting. Um. So, yeah. Um. The when it comes to the sloppy stuff, like I'm just trying to think. You know. You know how I said like, uh, his satire means that he can get away with bad filmmaking. And I guess if if we go down the, the, the mindset that you said where it's meant to be bad and that's part of the satire. Um, one of my big criticisms of Robocop was like the perception of time. You know, like how he escapes, he runs away. And I can't believe I'm going into the fucking nuances of scenes in fucking Robocop, but here we yeah. are and we're going to do mm-hmm. it. You know how he runs away when he starts getting memories, right? Yeah. And it seems like no one is trying to track him down. Yeah. That kind of annoyed me. I'm like, they make a very big point of there being a tracking device in him. Mm -hmm. And then no one, the guy who's meant to care is just in a spa fucking Mm. these two chicks. Yeah. I just think that he's too clever to overlook it. You know, and that's why I'm saying, like, you can probably excuse a lot of those things as being on purpose, even if he does, even if he has made mistakes. Like, he did uh, accidentally do something shit. Yeah. The fact that he, like, it's it's evidence through other things. Right. That he's very talented and he's very clever. So, you can, therefore, excuse them, or you at least can't prove that it's not on purpose because i could see him you know like if someone's like paul paul but you know he's run away um and he he, you know but he's got the tracker and then he's just like who cares this movie's stupid yeah we we need to we need to get to this point because that's a part of the film where he's the film is taking itself seriously and it works within the context of the film that mainstream audiences are watching. So mainstream audiences won't care. So therefore he doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So who or am he I could then have, if I'm thinking of that? Yeah. Or he could have just overlooked it and it's bad filmmaking. But my point is you don't know and you can't prove it. He's a bit so. of an enigma in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, do you mind uh, reading those reviews I sent you? Uh-huh. So this is a 10 out of 10 review for... I'm looking for the title. Oh, Robocop. Uh, 10 out of 10 review for Robocop by Break in 2003. Underrated, misunderstood, ingenious. I don't... Uh, Maybe you could say it's underrated. Let's, let's rip him apart after he says more than one sentence. All right. All right, that's just the headline. Oh, okay. okay. It's a shame that this movie is usually snubbed by shoving it into the action category. 
Sure, there are a lot of legendary action sequences to be found, but Robocop is a lot more than that. Next time when you watch it, try to shift your focus from the cyborgs, explosions, and gore towards the writing. From the main theme of criticizing the modern money-driven society, a topic still relevant today, and will most likely be so in the future as well, all the way to the smallest bits of dialogue. The writing is nothing short of outstanding. Robocop is simply the most intelligent action film to come out of Hollywood ever. Unfortunately, the cleverness is hidden between the lines, in quotes, of comic book action. No wonder so many people fail to see this film for what it really is. Uh, I think here we have an example of um, uh, the... The, the, the pseudo-intellectual you were just bringing up. Exactly. I think, like a he's, guy I who... think he's overheard his mate at a pub say that exact sentence, watched yeah. it, then had that a point of it's view like, and then wrote oh, an IMDb yeah, review. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the classic that guy who's like didn't get it, then realized that he was a fool and now is turning around being like, huh. I can't believe that people overlook this movie for how smart it is. No, Next time you're watching it. it, look past this stupid action. Yeah, and you can tell that by the fact that he says, he calls them legendary action sequences. Yeah, oh, he loved them. <laughs> he loved them for that reason and has seen Robocop so many times and has been like, dude, this movie is legendarily sick. And then someone's gone... Someone's gone, you know that this is a satire of corporate America and the military machine and blah, blah, cops and stuff, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love it so much. That's why it's so good, though. That's what, you know, makes it the... I'm going to write a review, actually, telling people how (laughs) stupid they are for not getting it. Let's move on. Um... Okay, uh, one out of ten review by Tone Skoda. Uh, totally unrealistic uh, from October 2003. This is what I call unrealistic film, and I hate unrealistic films. Oh, just but- just fucking watch a fu- just go and watch a highway or something, cunt. Mo- <laughs> they're, they're films. Yeah, What's realistic watch- to you? Go and watch one of those uh, chicken farm live streams. Yeah. Well, they got Taronga Zoo has live stream now. You can go. I've been watching that. What is he? What is he talking about? What is a realistic film? Okay. Well, let me explain. Behavior of people is unrealistic. It's not bad because of the story, which I like, and I think is possible. If you're a kid, then this film is probably good because you don't notice lack of realism yet. <laughs> what Filmmakers think are they because... saying? Filmmakers think because science fiction is not real, then they can make also all other stuff in film non-realistic. Is this, this... phonetically how he's saying it? Yeah, I'm reading it exactly how it is. Okay. This is problem with bad science fiction films. Good science fiction films are realistic, like Alien and James Cameron films. <laughs> Realism in Alien... In Alien is, for example, this: when man with beard goes with flame gun to chase alien, then when you're making is... this up. Is this no, what he's saying? No, no, this dead set, really. It then <gasps> when he is there, he says, "I don't think this is good idea. I want to get out of here." This is really how human psychology works. You can't know how you will feel in certain situation until you are there. One out of ten. 
<laughs> Maybe Paul Verhoeven is he a wrote realistic this? human being? <laughs> no, this is Paul Verhoeven trolling us again. <laughs> I'm just broken by like how unhuman that was for someone who needed realistic. Yeah, I don't. It didn't sound like a person wrote it. Oh yes, you know that scene, that famous scene in Alien where the guy's like, "I want to get out of here." That's emotion. That's real life. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, like their criticism is that the characters' reactions to the situations didn't feel real to them. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that's dumb, and they're dumb. Let's Which on. I think actually is not the case. In fact, one of the one of the things I was saying before. What makes this work so well as satire um, is that the characters are taken seriously. The situation is silly, but the characters are, are taken seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, again, this the pinnacle of, you know, real drama is the guy with the beard with the flamethrower in fucking <laughs> Aliens. So. And that's such a specific thing to bring up yeah, as well. Let me tell you what good science fiction is. The bit where he approaches the alien with the flamethrower and he goes... No, 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 no. It wasn't good science fiction. It's a sign of good characters, of, like, realistic people is what he was saying. Right. That is that is the most realistic he experience yeah. he could reference was the guy with the beard and the flamethrower saying, I don't want to be here. There weren't enough cowards in Robocop for him. No. God. Let's move okay. on. Um, uh, a 10 out of 10 review by All Come On. Um, a great film, uh, 21st of October, 2000. Um, this is for Spetters, by the way. Uh, this film is really great. It's about three young, cocky Dutch guys whose lives revolve around motocross racing and their encounters with a cute, ambitious, smart working class girl who lives in a trailer and is a short order cook around the motocross site. Um, yeah, I guess you could call her ambitious. That's sure. Not really though, is she? I mean, like I, I, I take ambitious people to be people who are like doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, she's not, I wouldn't call just, her ambitious at all. No, <laughs> she's just working her crappy job. Waiting for, you know, trying to snag a guy who makes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, It is ultra realistic and true to life and at the same time over the top and absurd to satirize the equally ridiculous but more fleeting absurdities of everyday life. In fact, real life is much more absurd than anything that happens in this movie, but toned down and harder to notice except upon reflection. With over-the-top movies like Spetters, the absurdities we all notice are turned way up high for instant and easier identification and reflection. Other great movies of this type I've seen are Verhoeven's American version of Spetters? Showgirls. Sam... what? Verhoeven's American version of Spetters. Showgirls. Sam Fuller's Shock Corridor. Ken Russell's fantastic uncut version of Crimes of Passion and Matthew Bright's first Freeway, but Spetters tops them all. Ah, yes, an intellectual. <laughs> it is the ultimate masterpiece of over-the-top satire. Um, I, I will agree Shot Corridor is pretty good, but um, I, I, th- I don't think I disagree with what he's saying. 
Um, but I think he's coming from it from a more humanistic approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, try to find a well-stocked video store that carries the uncensored subtitled director's cut for rent. It's got some very graphic sex scenes in it with full frontal nudity and a homosexual gang rape that makes anything in American Me look tame. It's a well-transferred version which came out on HBO Video a few years ago and is now unavailable for sale for some reason. I'd buy it in a second if it was available. I mean, I, th- I think I agree with him. Um, but I didn't think it was parodying real, real life. life. <laughs> I think Humanity. it was parody. Yeah, I think it was parody in Greece. Yeah. I've already said that. That's my official stance. And I want to actually look up if anyone else has that opinion. Because that's going to be mine. Yeah. Spetters is a is is to what scary movie is to scream. Spetters is to Greece. Right. And what scream is to other horror movies. Is that what you meant? Because oh, scream yeah, is the one that's parodying horror movies. Scary movie is just a shit spoof. Yeah, but that's spoofing. Uh, scream and that- no, no, no. Well, like I, like. Scream has far more in common with Spetters than Scary Movie. Yeah. Scary Movie's a skit like the whole reference humor where Scream is a parody of horror movies. Mm. You know what? Uh, yeah, that thing that you just said. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, I, I actually read the title for this review and it made me laugh. <laughs> a 2 out of 10 review by ZevRush89. Uh, watch it for the nudity only. <laughs> 2003. Um, by the way, the nudity in this is not presented as sexy. It's not sexy at I all. Felt, no, I thought it was very cold. Um, I tried to be open-minded, but basically there are but three reasons to see this film. One, for a time capsule view of political incorrectness. Oh, Two, to see how much less sexually liberated American movies are, and Americans in general. And three, to see men get equal time, if not more time, in the full frontal nudity department. Okay, so he's all about male equality. He wants to see the dicks. Yeah, he's like, it's about bloody time. I'm sick of seeing tits in movies. When can we get some full frontal dicks? Um... Otherwise, it's hard to find anything redeeming about this. This film goes almost as far as the French film Romance, yet it was made two decades earlier. The difference is Romance actually wrapped an interesting story around its explicitness, with more compelling characters and greater emotional depth. At the same time, this movie isn't bad enough to be so bad it's good, either. Plus, you've got the patented Verhoeven too-much-testosterone curse plus really unlikable characters except maybe one as usual women's roles here are thankless and the main female character seems to feel the only way she can get ahead is with a man she's boffing this film also deals with gay bashing and homosexuality as a subplot but it does not handle it sensitively not surprising an ultimate an ultimately unpleasant viewing experience i kind of felt sorry for the actors who appeared in it one of whom later committed suicide, not to imply it was because of this film. Oh, yeah, the, the guy that killed himself in the film killed himself in real life. Yeah. 
P.S. There's nothing any more brutal here than what was in the accused. Uh, I, th I think it's really funny that <laughs> Watch It For The Nudity Only is actually him just like being proud to see dicks on display. Right. That's kind of cool. Um, his um, point on um, homosexuality and women in the film, I agree with. However, I think that doesn't counteract the point of, I think that's what Verhoeven was trying to do. Yeah, I think that that was on purpose. But I, think I every still, but I still find it distasteful, and I feel I still wish, you know, I don't know. It's the whole. It's cheap. Yeah, yeah, but the whole movie is kind of like. Let me put it this way: it's Paul Verhoeven taking um, American um, uh, coming of age movies. Or young romance movies, Greece, you know, um, and then saying, uh, "Yeah, this is you. This is." And then he made spetters, and it's just like, "Yeah, this is what you sound like. This is your stupid shit." And that's what, but like, placed, but those characters placed in the real world, right. which is why if you take characters who behave the way they do in Greece and you place them in the real world, these are the type of people they would be. Shallow and greedy. Yep. Cool. So I so I agree with them, uh, but I just think that's the point that they're missing. Sure. Awesome. So uh, what's your final thoughts and... Uh, fart rating for both Robocop and Spedis. I feel like we didn't talk much about Robocop. Um, but I don't know. I think there's probably enough people out there who have talked about Robocop. Yeah. I don't think fucking anyone talks about Spedis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it. Um, kind of like, uh, what was that other shit we watched last week? Birdman. Mr. Bird. Oh, yeah. Brewster. Brewster McLeod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, man. This is so hard. Okay, so... I think that these movies are worth watching for everyone. Spedders is really uncomfortable to watch. Um, But I still do think it's... It's, it's worth a viewing. I mean, this is where I give it seven farts. Spetters. <laughs> yeah. You're giving it and, seven farts. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Robocop is, um, you know, fucking, it's whatever. I mean, these is, Paul Verhoeven is such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I give Robocop nine farts nine farts okay um so i'm giving them both five farts um i preferred spedders to robocop because robocop's just not really to my taste i've that there are better movies out there that do very similar things for me on that satire front mm -hmm. um but i can but i think a lot of the reasons I don't like them is again, part of his design. So I have to give him respect for that, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to give, I have to give it a good rating. 
Um, yeah, I felt like if I said to him, hey, I don't like this, he'd be like, yeah, I know, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's that's what he wants to hear, which is yeah. fucked up. That's totally <laughs> fucked up. It's insane. So, I can't, for the life of me, give either of them anything lower than a five or anything more than a five. So, that's my justification. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did, like, I actually genuinely enjoyed watching Spetters. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and to this day, I can't tell you why. You know, like I can tell you why, like, uh, I, like the reason why it took us an hour and a half to almost to kind of crack the surface as to what he's doing. I mm. can't say it in my wrap up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's fascinating. Yeah. His movies in- are fascinating. Yeah. They're interesting movies because he's an interesting guy. I'm very thankful for him making them. Yeah. Whether I have a good time or not. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad they exist and I'm glad that he exists. Why did you pick him again? I can't remember. Huh? Why did I pick him? Yeah. Did you just say his name? Actually, I don't yeah. even think you said his name. You're like the RoboCop guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. I can't even remember. I think it's just the first thing that came to my head. Right. Cool. Because there was something that I was that I had in mind. I was and like, then you oh, forgot it. oh, yeah, and then I forgot it. And then I think I just said the guy who did Robocop. Right. Cool. Um, um, yeah. I'm glad I did because uh, I don't think I was really appreciating him enough. So I'm going to I'm gonna watch uh, more of his movies now. Watch Turkish Delight. He's very, he's very interesting. There's, there's plenty of other films that do similar things. Uh, like, you know, very subtle satire. Um, but I haven't really seen anyone do it exactly like him. I think he's quite, I think he's quite unique. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's because he's doing it on two levels and it's bizarre. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's my turn to recommend this week. Mm. Um, so me and you are both playing Ghosts of Tsushima at the moment and, now is I cannot think of a better time for us to watch the 1950s output of Akira Kurosawa. Yes, I was gonna pick. I was gonna pick him next week if you didn't do it. Yeah, because so, yeah, because it goes to Shishima. <laughs> so yeah, his 50s output specifically. This mm. motherfucker has a lot of films, um, and most of not most, but a, a fair chunk of his. Big ones were in the fifties, so yeah, we're gonna watch some uh, some samurai films. Maybe not. Some of his f- movies aren't samurai films, but for the most part, in the fifties, they are. Sweet, cool. Okay, okay. Uh, thanks for listening, and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.